It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. It never gets old. The applause just never gets old. I'm, I'm spoiling you, I think, with that. How are you doing? You all right? I, I'm well. Thank Poor you. Robbie. I think what? he's 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 like preparing for you know why? Because uh, he knows what's coming. <laughs> uh, We're submitting ourselves to yeah. some uh, up Don't, close and personal. Are we? Are you ready to expose yourself? Um, okay. <laughs> are you ready to bear all? Yes. You ready to just let it, it all hang out? It, it's. Let, um, yeah. You ready to let it rip? Uh, <laughs> That's a bad, you know what? I should have, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, well, you know. But you know what? Gas is part of relationships, people. Okay? I have learned that it comes with the territory. Is is that what the show is about today? Uh, yes. You know what? Gas is, is part of, you know, being a couple and, um, we are going to explore that and a lot more, (laughs) uh, but getting back to the show, um, when we created done being single, our goal was to help people either find love or help them be the happiest single people they could be. Right. So today we are taking it one step further because once you get the guy or girl, okay, so if our job is to help people get the guy or get the girl, then what? You know what I mean? How do you, how, then what? How, yeah. do, how do you become a couple? So what you're saying is that uh, realizing you're done being single is not the same as realizing you're ready for a relationship. Right. So I would say this, re- this relationship, this show is going to prepare you to be relationship ready. How's that? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, my question is, has always been, once you get in a relationship, how do you keep it? Because I have no fucking idea. I am, I'm the rookie. I'm a total rookie here. Uh, Relationships were not my strong suit. So I am going to refer to Robbie. Well, isn't that special? You've had a few relationships. Uh, Yes, I have. Yours lasted. A couple a few did, yes. I've had some live-ins as well, and you have not. So Mine did not last. You, All right, but you never did live with anybody. And I never lived with anyone. So you have... I'm a rookie. You know, you, a rookie, but you, you really had no idea about what the male species was all about no. on a daily basis. No, I did not. And that, I think, was most shocking to you above all else. Uh, I was... A, it was an eye-opener. Um, when you finally, when you finally felt comfortable around me to, um, off gas, as I call it. Oh boy. Which is, by the way, that is love. It is really love. But I, I didn't, you know, to be honest with our listeners out there, when Robbie and I celebrated our second anniversary, maybe even our first anniversary, that was the longest relationship I'd ever had. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm I'm learning. This is all still a process, and that's why I'm I, you know, said I'm going to defer to you. Not that you know much more, because no, we've don't. never been married, and so this you know, relationship 
marriage thing is it's just one step further than you know well, well this is also the longest relationship i've ever been in without a breakup in between so really uh, yes oh yes were, were, were yours just like once they were done they weren't done you went back there were a couple that were not done done and then i think when uh, you revisit past and that might be the basis for another show is revisiting old relationships uh because sometimes you for you forget about the bad parts when you're only thinking about good and you get into the relationship again and all of a sudden you realize oh you know what i remember now why i wasn't happy and uh i think i'm better off being single than being with this person and so that happened a couple of times but uh there were some um uh, there were some relationships where I, there was maybe a, a couple of months in between of a breakup and then a couple of months getting back together and then it was done. Do you think that's that's any kind of warning, like a red flag, if you have uh, multiple breakups with the same person, even one or two, or does it make you stronger? Because uh, I, I always I, thought that once you break up, it's that's it. You're kind of over, right? And I always had incredible admiration for people who could break up Get back together and be stronger than ever. I think it depends on what caused you to break up and what those uh, feelings were that you had be- between each other. Uh, it, it could be a red flag. If, because don't, don't those red flags come back around well, again? Well, that's what I'm saying. If it, it, it could be a red flag if, it, if they are repeated and uh, there are patterns that you see. And uh, when that comes around again, you realize, okay, this is... I, I didn't enjoy the feeling the first time. I'm not enjoying it now. I don't see this really getting better. <clears throat> it's time. So you, you kind of have to force yourself to see what it could be without this person. And uh, maybe you are you will be happier and you make that decision. I. What do you think of therapy? Because uh, I know I threaten it like every time you and I get into a fight. Oh, really? Uh, I, I you go running screaming. <laughs> uh, this is what happens. This is what Robbie sounds like when I when I threaten therapy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm you know it's okay. I think that it's uh, I think that it's helpful, obviously for many people. But I uh, I want to you know find out more about it because I think that therapists are in business to you know uh, help people, but at the same time, their business model is to Keep you on the couch? Keep you on the couch a little bit, I think, and keep you coming back for more. You know what? I don't mind a little couch time. Okay. I've had some couch time in my day for, you know, other various and sundry problems, and uh, I'm not on it for long. I really do believe there should be an end date to your couch time. Uh, but I've never gone to therapy with a guy, um, and and I know that it's it comes in handy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it for, you know, it, it can't hurt. Right. Okay. Unless you think it's like the, you know, well, does it signal something like, oh no, we're going to therapy. We must be really fucked up. I don't. I don't know if it signals that. I think that it it signals that two people have come to an impasse in terms of helping deal with it themselves, and they need a third party or a mediator of some sort to get them to the next level. And uh, so I think that it's it's there's so much value in that. Uh, and I'm not opposed to it. And okay, as great, you know from our show today, we yeah. Have well, you're whether you like it or not. Get ready, bend over, <laughs> assume the position, mm-hmm. prepare for impact. Aye. We are, you know, we're going in. 
Are you panting or are you? I don't is know. that it's just uh, you know? <laughs> okay. Are you getting gassier? That's so hot. Uh, here's what I can tell you, everybody out there in our listening audience, getting, um, finding love later in life and getting married definitely has its challenges. Okay. It's, uh, in, on one hand, it's fantastic because you know exactly who you are and what you want. You are not, you know, you know, your path, you know what you're looking for, you know, it feels good, uh, that's all great. I can tell you, though, it's been um, a real eye-opener for me. And it's it definitely has its challenges because you know what? When you get a little older, you get a little more set in set in your ways, oh, settled. Really? Yes, we, we know <coughs> <about> Robbie, each other. <laughs> uh, well, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> what, really? Okay. So this, so, is, yeah. but this is very cathartic, I think, for both of us. Uh, in that uh, we're happy to share, but you know our issues may not be other issues. We some people may hear what you know we have as challenges as being oh god you gotta be kidding. It's like when we hear other people's you know uh, problems and we think come on you guys can get rid of this you can solve this problem. Well yourself. you know on the the bigger scale of on the bigger problem scale of one to ten I, you know ours I would I think are pretty manageable. But you know, we they we have gotten to some impasses before because mm-hmm. you're set in your ways. <laughs> you are dug in. So am I. We were both oh, single. We both were single for a really long time before we got together. I have my ways of doing things. You have your ways, and that's just what happens when you when you hook up later in life. But you know what? We've got help. Help is on its way, and his name is Jonathan Robinson. Excellent. He's our guest, and he's the man, and he's going to work it all out for us, and he's going to help everybody listening work it all out for you too. Because I think, I think problems are universal. I think marriage problems, marital problems are universal. You're making it seem as if we're like I mean, heading we, it, for divorce court or something. No, you're, I'm not. Why are you no, 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 no. So I'm not. I'm not you, saying you that. Kind of are. You're scaring me. No, I'm so not saying that. Okay, but you know, it's important to reflect. Right, so we're gonna get. We to, gonna, we're, yes, we're happy to do okay. it. We are. We're just FYI, very happily married, by the way. Okay, so yes, but I hey, man, so. you know, improvement. I'm all for self improvement. So what okay. the hell? So let's. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back with our guest, Jonathan Robinson. So we'll be right back. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right. I'm out of here already. No, don't go. It's okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Breathe. No. Okay. No, no, no. You're going to be fine. I'm fine. Just enjoy. Just Just pretend you're on a couch. (sighs) Relax. Okay. Okay. Well. uh, No, no, no. Don't fall asleep on the couch. uh, This is going to be good. This is going to be good for us. Okay. Not uh, that we need help. I, oh, 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 really? Okay, because we're yeah. awesome. We are awesome. Yeah. I think. Until we get off the air and then I... <laughs> and then you melt and then down. It's a, and then it's a knockdown drag out. Saturdays at 1.01 p.m., people. Our, pro, our post-production meetings we th- are really We take fun. off the gloves and throw off our headphones and then yeah. we get down. That's... Yes? All right. No, nobody cares. Okay, so let's... Okay, bring we're, on Jonathan. we're going to bring on a Jonathan, who is a Jonathan Robinson, who is a psychotherapist, best-selling author of twelve books. He's made numerous appearances on Oprah. 
and articles about him have appeared in USA Today, Newsweek, and the LA Times. He specializes in methods that can be done in under two minutes a day. That's Robbie's kind That's, of therapy. Yeah. Two minutes. Okay? Two minutes. That's man. the two-minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and it can have a dramatic effect on the quality of one's life. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Communication Miracles for Couples, and his new book comes out this week, More Love, Less Conflict, right on. Here we go. Jonathan, come on on. Hey, Jonathan. Well, good to be here, Trevor and Robbie. I'm looking forward to this. That's great. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, you may have heard our first segment. Uh, we are We still consider ourselves to be newlyweds. Uh, it'll be four years in uh, on May 24th. How about that? So we are uh, just under a month away from our four-year anniversary. And, you know, as people that have never been married before, you know, we have encountered uh, challenges and some issues. And uh, it's mostly Trevor's fault. So it's okay. Oh, that's, and that's so funny. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. It's all Trevor's fault. So, uh, <laughs> but, it, you know, no, realistically, it's something that um, it's to be expected but never having gone through this before, I think that we all have uh, a, um, I guess, uh, an inability to go, it's just normal. It, it, how, how should we be dealing with uh, issues that crop up and communications, things that uh, we're not hitting on all cylinders? And we want to improve, of course. So uh, help us out, Jonathan. Sure. You know, um, the problem most couples have is they have exactly zero communication training. And even if they read one book or listen to one thing from a so-called communication expert, they're better off than everybody else because, you know, communication is a skill. And, you know, if you want to drive a car, you need a little bit of practice. But most people don't have any practice with learning some of the, like, 30 methods I have in my book. Um, Good news is a little bit of training will take you very far. So I'm going to give a couple methods today and see how you do with them. And um, sometimes, you know, I, I'm somebody who makes my living mostly selling books and, and seminars, so I'm always trying to get rid of clients. So I never see clients more than three sessions. And my goal is that even couples who are on the verge of divorce, if I can't totally change the situation in three sessions, then I give you all your money back. So that's how I kind of made my living because I don't really believe in therapy either. I believe in couples learning how to communicate and understand each other well. And I never have a couple come into my office and say, hey, we really understand each other really well. That's why we want a divorce. You know, what (laughs) happens is they say, we don't understand each other. We're always blaming each other. Uh, What can you do for us? So that's... That's a theory that blame doesn't work, but understanding and empathy do. But most couples don't have training in how do you really have or express empathy or understanding for your partner. So we'll give it a shot. I have one, one simple method I'm going to give you. I call it the right. Oprah method. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, Oprah's an interesting case. She was somebody who, you know, was uh, sexually abused, Several times as a child, she was in the retarded people's class at school. She was overweight. She was poor. She lived in a house that didn't even have running water. 
And 20 years later, she was the most powerful woman on earth. Well, how'd that happen? Well, she got very good at giving other people empathy. And I think that's empathy and understanding is the thing your partner really, really, really wants. Mm -hmm. So if you can give them that, they will love you for it and your problems will tend to disappear. So I'm going to have each of you... uh, Use what I call the Oprah technique, which is uh, I'll have each of you say something that you find difficult about being with the other. And then I want the other person to basically say this phrase. So it sounds like blank and say one sentence summary of what they said, the essence of what they said. And then guess how... They're feeling about that issue. Okay? Okay. Now, we'll see how you do. I'll have Trevor, uh, you, you start. I want you to uh, state something that's bothered you lately about Robbie or something that makes it hard for you to feel fully safe and intimate with him. Okay. I just want to say I love him so much, and I met the right man and it took a long time but he is the man he is absolutely for me with that said Jonathan thank you for appearing on the show and we're going to go to another caller now (laughs) with that said uh, we are compatible but sometimes I think we don't have the same wiring and he's wired different than I differently than I am and that sometimes it becomes a conflict because he can be um, a little, uh, you know, critical, and and that turns into well, I'm too defensive. So he perceives my, his, I perceive his criticism sometimes, as and he says, well, I'm too sensitive. So some, so I would say, yeah, I have often asked him to dial down the inner critic. Mm-hmm. And Robbie, your response? Uh, I have heard this, and I am uh, in the process of trying to dial that down. And uh, I I want to be uh, I want to come across as less critical, but it also uh, has elements of not being able to say anything that could be construed as criticism without it being taken as being critical, which is really not the way it's being delivered. Okay. Now, uh, Robbie, let me just stop you for a moment. Um, Do you have a pen and paper by you? Yes. Okay. So write down these words. It sounds like, and then put dot, 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 and that must feel, and then put dot, dot, dot. So this is what I would have wanted you to say, because what you said was what I call an explanation and maybe a defense. And when Treva, when you say something to Treva and she then explains it away and then defends herself, do you feel good about that communication? No. Right. Because what people are looking for before they want any advice or any fixing or any of the stuff that we do is they want to feel understood. And my guess... I'll, I'll, I'll ask Trevor in a moment, but let's say uh, 
there's a scale called the under, I feel understood scale. And 10 is you just feel totally gotten from your partner. You feel like they just totally get you. That's a 10. And one is they don't understand me at all. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Trevor, when, yes. when Robbie said what he said, where yes. would you say he fit on that scale for you? Uh, 10. He gets me. There's no, no, I mean, oh. in that communication, when he started oh. to say, uh, well, sometimes, you know, I criticize because this and there's this thing going on. When, when he uh, said that, how empathic was he in that moment from your perspective? Very. Very. Okay. Very, okay. very. Now, I think he could have been a lot more empathic. I think okay. had he said something like, it sounds like you're really having a hard time with my criticism and that it, it hurts and that must be really hard for you and, and I'm sorry that it's so hard for you. Yes, I, I is an empathic response. Jonathan, can I? I I, I appreciate hearing that because uh, that is a option for me to. Uh, I think a path for me to take. I think that that response, though, I find to be somewhat um, lukewarm. In that, I it it seems like I'm not taking responsibility, and I'm almost putting responsibility on it. That's hard for her to take, as opposed to. Is it hard or is it, is it bad for me to be giving this? And that's, that's my concern with what you just said. Well, I, I actually and loved what you just said. What I just said? Yeah, I loved that fill in the blank. That, okay. made, me feel, that made, made me feel heard and, and uh, understood. Okay. And that, that's what uh, women in particular want. And you're right, uh, Trevor, men and women are wired differently. So women in particular want empathy and understanding first before the guy tries to fix something or explain something. They want to feel understood. And if uh, Robbie could consistently give that understanding, you would feel probably a lot better about him and things would start to move in an even more positive direction. Uh, so now, Robbie... Um, I understand that this is hard to do because if somebody's, you know, criticizing you, like in a way, you could say that Trevor was criticizing you there. When somebody criticizes us, the first thing we want to do is defend or blame or explain, but none of those things work very well. See, people don't really care what you have to say until they feel that you care. And the way mm-hmm. to show your care is through trying to understand them and be mm-hmm. empathic. So I'm going to have Robbie do the okay, same so, thing uh, back. Jonathan, to we're going to, we have to go. We have to go to a break right now. But okay. hold the thought because we're going to come back and we're going to do the same thing again for Treva. And then we also have some other callers that are on the air that uh, we want to get to as well. So uh, thank you, John. This is really helpful, and uh, we're enjoying this. And we'll be right back. Now back to done being single with dating badasses Treva and Robbie Sharp. Okay, we are back, and we are with Jonathan Robinson, and uh, I think it's now my turn. Okay. Or is that your turn? I don't know how that works, but Jonathan, go ahead. (laughs) What I want you to do, Robbie, is to say something that 
Um, it's been difficult for you with Trevor lately and see how uh, Robbie, uh, how Trevor responds to that. Okay. Uh, I think for me, uh, it's been difficult for me to experience hearing Trevor uh, deal with her mother and uh, having to uh, hear how uh, there's a, a lack of empathy and oh kind of a, a sense of, no? I'm so glad she doesn't know how to use a computer. Okay, yeah, uh, but She's, it's something, yeah, so I just, this is something that I've been trying to uh, uh, let Trevor be aware of through my objective listening and uh, trying to get her to try a different tact. Okay. And, and I Trevor, and, you're and, because the end because the end result is some meltdowns that happen between them and button pushing that shouldn't keep happening. So I'm sorry. All right. So yeah. So you know we're both dealing with aging parents. Uh, it, it happens to be a little more difficult for me. I'm an only child, and my mother's single. And yeah. And you know we have a little bit of a charged relationship. I love her, but we have we you know we have some history, and um, sometimes you're right, Robbie. I don't. I don't handle it well, and I am too reactive, and I'm aware of that, and I know it bothers you, and I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to not let my buttons get pushed, and um, it's so hard. The wiring was installed so long ago that the buttons <clears throat> get pushed very. You just blow on those buttons, and they get pushed. So okay, I uh, understand Trevor, that. Let me yes. let me uh, stop you for a moment. Yes. You know, I'm I'm like kind of like a communication coach where you, what you did just then is is a fine thing to do. You're kind of confessing your you know your responsibility and then explaining. But once again, what what Robbie really wants is is your understanding of his feelings. So if you had said something like, "Well, it sounds like you know this has been a, a really uh, frustrating issue," and I can understand that it is frustrating for you as it is for me and and I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. That that's understanding what's going on for him. And that's really the first thing you want to do. When you have understanding, everything else seems to like fall in line like dominoes. When you don't have an understanding, then you go back into who's to blame, who's right, who's wrong, who's uh uh all those things that really don't get couples anywhere. So, Jonathan, I, I, I appreciate hearing that because I think that we both are at a point where we are understanding, but we're kind of skipping that acknowledgement of it as a first exactly. step. And we're going to a second step where we're trying to not defend, but uh, talk about why this is happening. And I think that what you're saying is that we 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 should not skip this first step. That first step is very important. It's an acknowledgement of the other person's feelings, number one. Before yeah, we you know, proceed. when I find couples, they always think that they understand the other person, and when they guess what they're feeling and thinking, they're wrong about 95% of the time. Okay. So, so that's why I say you should, you, should give it a, you should guess how they're actually feeling and thinking about it, because you may learn something very new. And it's very hard to solve a problem if you don't understand how the other person feels about it and how they think about it. And it, it's, a, it's a whole new paradigm. You know, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's trying to really understand uh, what's going on with your partner. And that's, that's part of intimacy. You know, if you look at the word intimacy, it has the instructions in it, into me see. 
But most couples don't really know their partners very well because they never ask questions. They never try to guess how something feels, and therefore their attempts at solutions don't go very well. So, Jonathan, give us some tips in how we can better uh, be empathetic to each other's issues here. A, a very simple way is to say, to ask your partner certain questions like, what's that feel like for you? What's frustrating about that? Uh, if you could have something, one thing be different about, what would you have be different about? Um, what would you want from me? Uh, what would show my support? That would help. Okay. Yeah, that would help. Don't really yeah. have the answers to those questions usually. So those are all things that are are the types of questions I have in my more love less conflict book because most people don't really ask them. Yeah, I would say that um, that method would help a lot with the the natural uh, inclination to defend and deflect which yeah. is what, what one usually does when they're being criticized, I guess. And then you put it back on the other person, and then, you know, it goes in a loop. But, but thanks. That's good stuff. I think we've got callers. We do have callers, and we have limited time. So let's get to a call. Jonathan, thank you so much for this input, but we'll stick on the, stay on the phone because uh, we want your input for these callers. I think we have sure. Lauren on the, on the phone. Lauren, are you there? Hi, I am. Good How to, are you? Good to meet you guys. You too. How's it going? That oh I that I got a lot out of that session. Um, I, I, it's going well. I think I just wanted to share that I, I'm a long time married person, and I, this is perfect because what I heard in you guys was a great little set of listening and communicating. And the thing that works in my marriage is that we laugh a lot at our, at each other's foibles. And believe me, we are both criticism machines, my husband and I. And I mean, we just pick each other apart because it's hard to live in the same under the same roof together. So, a lot of times we just laugh at our own stupid stuff, you know. And so, there tends to be. I know a lot of my friends, especially my single friends, they're so they're so hypersensitive, and everything upsets them. And you just got to let some stuff roll off and laugh about it and say, yep, I fucked up. Yes, I'm an asshole. Oh, my God, yes, I was such a bitch. And then we just kind of laugh. And we just, I don't know, there's a lot of give and go to, to a relationship that lasts because you've got to find a way to live together and you have to find a way to coexist and you have to find a way to take care of the aging parents. So I get where you guys are at. And I just say you have to take it with a grain of salt and well, uh, laugh at yourself. Lauren, you know, thank you. Take That's, the criticism uh, and laugh about it. Good that, stuff. that is great. And if you can do that, that's like requires such incredible mindfulness and presence of mind to be able to stop yourself, smile, laugh, and signal to your it's partner. Because the opposite of what you're feeling Because if you moment. don't, you will melt the fuck down. Yeah, that's you can't so, have too, too many meltdowns. You know, once a week yeah. is okay, but yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Lauren, thanks for thank the you. show. Uh, I like yeah. Dr. Jonathan. That's amazing. I like that. How, how, how does that make you feel? And what was the other line? It was hard, and you have to carry around a little notebook, you know? Yep. Check in with your partner. How, how does that make you feel? I'm sure you're frustrated. Jonathan. You know, and um, guess what? I'm going to do it anyways. Lauren, thank you, Lauren, for the call, and uh, we have another call. We, don't, we have uh, about three minutes till our break, but we have one more caller. Lauren, thank you. I think Mary is on the phone. Mary, are you there? Hi there. Hi. So I just loved uh, the intro to having Robbie uh, seek 
time on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was a perfect example today um, how the gentleman that you're speaking with, I don't know everyone's names, um, is is, uh, coaching you in communication because I am in a relationship after being single for a number of years and this is exactly the only thing we ever get upset about is communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, the listening and ask how you feel. And just to throw a little nugget on the fire from my hundreds of dollars of therapy. Um, <laughs> that could be one tone, session. I don't know what is that. <laughs> the tone is critical. And my boyfriend and I have just figured it out finally that how he sounds, how he thinks he's sounding, and how I'm hearing are day and night and vice versa. So uh, I encourage you, Robbie. Take a little couch time. You don't have to live there. Okay. okay. Thank you. See, and you the show's great. Keep going. Uh, okay. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. Mary, and uh, good work. Keep it up. Yes. Good luck. Good luck with Keep the boyfriend. Going. And <laughs> thanks for call- thank you for calling in. Uh, Jonathan, anything to add to to the two callers we just had? Yeah. Well, I agree with Mary and Lauren that you know if you have. Well, I call Q, which is an acronym for care, understanding, and empathy. If you don't feel like your partner's coming from care, you're not going to listen to them. If you don't listen to them, they won't listen to you, and then you're down that whole rabbit hole. So it all starts with care, understanding, and empathy, and a little bit of that goes a long way. Well, that is excellent. Uh, we have another um, – well, we've got another couple on the phone, but we have a, only a minute to – Break, but you know what? Look, you want to bring okay. them on real quick? Yeah, and, sure. And these are these are um, our friends. We have some good friends. Uh, Liz Dubelman and Paul Slansky. Um, they are a great couple. They're great, great people, couple. and they've been married twenty three years. And you know what? They still work on it. And I want to know how and what they're doing. And um, I think we're gonna let's, go to the break okay. and then bring them All back. Right. And as soon as we come okay. back from break, because we are out of time in the segment. But okay. uh, uh, Paul and Liz, stand by. We'll be right with you. And Jonathan, you too. So we'll okay. be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. <laughs> okay. Trevor's laughing because it's uh, – right. Okay. So uh, we are back, and we are with Jonathan Robinson, and we have uh, good friends uh, Liz Doolman and Paul Slansky on the phone that have been married for 23 years, and they are still working at it. And I think that that tells everybody everything because it is – you 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 never arrived. It's a journey. It's a you know you you're, it's a, and you're always getting better at it. And there's always work to be done. So welcome Paul and Liz and Jonathan. We're back with you. So, yep. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. It's like, it, ma- Hi. <laughs> we found that marriage is sort of like exercise or diet or creative life. You just have it's a practice. You just keep working at it. You need like, to a, mu- keep- like a muscle. You have to be mindful and you have to, I mean, it's a human condition, but at least you're there with someone, you're doing it together. And that kind of brings joyfulness, even when things are hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you um, are very watchful and you're learning from it, that it will keep getting better. You know, a lot of couples, they don't really learn uh, from their mistakes. So the relationship doesn't get better. And when couples get divorced, there's even a greater chance that their 
second marriage will end in divorce, and there's even a greater chance that their third marriage will end in divorce. So couples aren't necessarily learning, and but the smart ones do. They learn what their partner's triggers are. They learn what their triggers are. They talk about all this stuff. They learn to give empathy, and it should get better. If it's not, then you might want to uh, do some education. Uh, right. Paul and we, do you guys, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, we, we, do you have some? We, yeah. We've seen people over the, over the years, and we, you know, we, we go once a week and see somebody just to talk, just to have some uh-huh. feedback and get another voice. So yeah, are there, he's great. You, he's a uh, somatic uh, therapist, so he's very focused on the body. He's, he ha- he's of this mind that you have a nanosecond before you actually react to your partner where you can actually make a choice and you can choose to say it one way or another way. And you need right. to realize that there's space and time and you can, you can use that. And that's been really helpful for us. We have mm-hmm. a lot less fights. Great advice. Uh, yes. we fought that much as <laughs> Well, can um, you, can you yeah. talk about any issues that you may have uh, some, uh, some things that you may have had challenges that you were able to deal with and get over and teach us? Uh, well, you know, help we, us. Have, uh, <laughs> we, we have, uh, Paul is a political satirist, and he's, he's very, very involved in politics and very worked up over the current political situation all the time. And to live in that place is very difficult for me. Yeah, so yeah. that's been a challenge for us. And, and because it affects the entire world, it's not a small thing, it's a big thing, but you have to realize what you can do in any given moment. So it's the macro and the micro, you know, our relationship being the, the, what, what we can have an effect on and the world, which is so frustrating. It's been, you, this has been a difficult time having it, the current administration you guys are, difficult for our you guys are not, You're not alone in this. Uh, yeah, we definitely is, try to not bring Donald Trump to bed very, with us. I, I'm sorry. And, I find it very hard to, uh, to you know, disconnect from the ongoing events. I'm, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can, I can't stand it and I can't look away. Uh, I'm with you there, Paul. Liz, Liz is much more able to not look at it. And which is, I think a healthier attitude in a way, but I, you know, I started out with Nixon and I'm, you know, I have, you know, these characters plague me and I don't know how to ignore them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really common problem nowadays. A lot of the couples I'm seeing are one one person's a Democrat, one person's a Republican, or they're having difficulty. And, you know, it's a great opportunity. Can you let go of these feelings, which we really don't have any control over? And it's hard to be in a position where you don't feel any control. And I think it's good practice because in life, there's a lot of things we don't control, sometimes our health, whether somebody dies, now the political environment, and uh, if you can use your partner to help remind you of taking deep breaths and letting go of you know, the anger and self-righteousness and letting go, then that can be a really good uh, partnership. I know my wife and I, we are on the same political spectrum, and we help each other because otherwise we might get really lost in, in all the turmoil. Yeah, I think you raise a really good point because there are a lot of times, and this may have, and I, you know, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but this may have 
something to do with uh, Trevor and Robbie's frustration about Trevor's mother because there's certain things you don't have control over. And you mm-hmm. want desperately to have control over them. You want desperately, I want desperately to have control over the political situation, but I can't. And I have a different method of dealing with that than Paul does. And that causes some sorts of, some sort of conflict. Do you guys, do you have a standing uh, appointment with your therapist, a weekly appointment? Yes, we have a Wednesday appointment, yes. So, Paul, what is it that you are doing to help alleviate this situation uh, that is obviously daily because we can't escape it and uh, we're drawn to it as much as we are ashamed of it and don't want to look at it. I, um, I just try and carve out some time, you know, at, at least a couple of hours when we're together watching TV or doing whatever we're doing that is not, you know, my obsession because it is an obsession. I, I mean, I, during the, during the day I will, I will, I, you know, savagely tweet directly to Trump probably like, five to ten times a day. And that, you know, I know he doesn't read it. I'm under no illusion of that. But it's just there's something satisfying about just... It's, it feels good to get it out. I do the same thing. Saying, basically, fuck you. Can we say that? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I think oh, yes. Paul, yes, absolutely. What Paul says is right. That's what we do. Is what, what, and Paul, really, it's really Paul's idea, is that we have several hours a day that where we preserve our marriage. It's just for our marriage. We don't, I mean, sometimes we will we'll watch Trevor Noah or something like that. We'll watch a show, but, you, but we don't go in depth into the place that we know is going to be dangerous. So sure. we do it by sort of preserving our marriage, uh, having sort of sacred time for our marriage. And then when I'm asleep, Paul watches the chat shows or early in the morning or whenever. Uh, but we don't, if he knows that that's going to be inciting to me, he doesn't do sure. it. So you guys uh, set, you, you said boundaries, basically. Yeah, we set boundaries. It's kind of like how I am yeah. when Trevor watches Housewives. That's not true, and I don't watch all the time. Not like you watch it. You're, you've got news on 24-7. It's just on. It's not. All right. Well, I, I, I would say um, to me the hardest part of marriage, and maybe you guys can would agree it's the circumstantial stuff, okay? It's the situational stuff. It's the stuff that happens, you know, every day that comes up that you can't control. But, but it's, for me, the biggest challenge was the, um, the baggage that I brought into it, that we bring into this after living 50-plus years alone, single, and having to work that out. Jonathan, I think you kind of hit on it when you said something about being empathetic and understanding. And, under, and Robbie gets my shit. He gets it. And and the more, and I'm looking right at you right now, Robbie, the more you can be empathetic and caring and understanding and patient, the better that makes me feel. And I think we could probably uh, um, avoid a lot of stuff. And and then we could deal with the daily stuff better, too. Yeah, if you have a, a bunch of love in the bank, then when stress comes, you, you have what's necessary to deal with it. Yeah, that's right. If you, it, compassion is the best gift you can give someone. And if you have built up a bank, as you said, Jonathan, like you build up a bank of compassion. Then if you have, if you falter, you make some mistakes and you're, because everybody's human, then at least you know that that's really the essence of the person. The real, the real essence is what you've built up in the bank. And sometimes people make mistakes. Liz, Liz is, I know, Liz, you're a writer. Have you thought about writing about your marriage, your stuff? 
Um, I haven't written about this in particular. Uh, when we were get, we have a 19-year-old daughter, and we went through a lot of heavy-duty fertility stuff, and I've written a lot about that. That was really difficult. But oddly enough, it was the times we felt the closest because we, were, we had a, a very serious project, and we were in it together. And I don't think we've ever been closer than going through the fertility in the first years that our daughter was uh, was born and all the stuff we had to go through. That's true. Uh, and we, 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 we're trying to get back to that again. Without having another baby. No more children. <laughs> guys, guys, this has been so great. We have to wrap up our show, though, because we are uh, a few seconds away from from being done. So uh, uh, thank you, uh, Liz and Paul. And Jonathan Robinson and Mary and Lauren for calling in. Uh, this has been very enlightening, and uh, we can't wait to uh, use the tools we've been given. Yes. I don't think and we're going to get in a fight to today. No. We're not going to so. we'll, 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 we'll schedule our post-production meeting for next week. Okay. So, uh, um, Jonathan, anything else? Where can people find wait. you, first of all? I have a website, which is findinghappiness.com. And people can find me there, findinghappiness.com. All right. Excellent. Great. Jonathan, thank you so much. Honey, I love you. This is I a, love you so uh, much. Mm. I go all the way across the... Okay. Um, next week. Oh, yes. What's about? Next week, we are going to be talking about sex. Uh, didn't we just talk about that? No, we are going to be talking not when to have it. Okay. We're going to talk about how to have it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, exactly. Okay. Uh, and this will be one of many episodes we're going to devote to sex everyone loves it that's right whether you're heavy breathing or getting drilled okay it's actually time to go so okay. uh, we will see everybody next week thank have you a guys. great week everybody um, Thanks, congratulations Jonathan. we are done being single so are you and we will talk to you next week thanks so much have a great day see you next week on done being single 